Today is Thursday, March 2nd, 2017. This is the Fiction Old and New Book Group. And tonight we're discussing You Will Know Me by Megan Abbott. Uh, Megan Abbott was born in 1971 in the suburbs of Detroit. She graduated from the University of Michigan and received a Ph.D. in English from New York University. She's taught at several colleges in New York and was the uh, John Grisham Writer-in-Residence at the University of Mississippi from 2013 to 2014. She's won several awards for her writing, including the Edgar Award and the Anthony Award. She's written eight novels, and tonight's book, You Will Know Me, was published in 2016. And I'll just go over a couple of the characters. Um, there was Devin, who was the, the young gymnast, and her parents were Kate and Eric, and her brother was Drew. There was also Coach Teddy and his niece Haley, and Ryan Beck, who was the young man who was killed uh, by the car, and then Ryan's mom was Helen. So why don't we see what everybody uh, thought of the book? Well, I did not know the author uh, uh, attended my uh, alma mater. So, yeah, I, I graduated from, well, we call it Ole Miss down here, the University of Mississippi. So that, that's interesting. Uh, you know, uh, I can't really say I, w- I was a huge fan of the book. I mean, I read it all, and I, and I got through it. I, I just really didn't. I, I tell you, the only character I really liked was Drew. He, he seemed to be the only one <laughs> that kind of had his... Uh, uh, he was the only one who ever asked any meaningful questions, it seemed like to me. I, I don't know. I just had a hard time getting plugged into the other characters and stuff. And, you know, I've, you know my brothers and I all played, you know, Little League baseball and, and junk like that. But, but we never had any kind of – I can't even imagine what it would be like to have a, a child that was in this whole, this whole gymnast competition thing. And, uh, uh, you know, at, at the level she obviously w- was at. But uh, – uh, I, I, you know, I don't know. I just it, it, the book. I, I just didn't really connect with any of the characters, and and a story like this. You know, if I don't really connect with any of the characters, I just don't enjoy it that much. And uh, uh, I'll be interested to see what, what what you ladies have to say about it, and 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 see what your point of view is. But uh, uh, I, you know, I I don't know. I mean, I, I've never lived in that world, so I, I don't. You know, it's hard to identify with the kind of issues they were dealing with. And they didn't really strike me as, you know, you always hear about these parents that are trying to live through their, their kids' accomplishments. And, stuff. And, and and Katie and Eric didn't really strike me as being like that. But, uh, I you know, I, I just had a real hard time uh, identifying with them. And I, I, I just, I know this is neither here nor there. I just found it very unusual because I thought this was set in, like, present day and stuff. I just found it real unusual that any teenage girl would keep her diary in a book that she actually wrote in instead of on her phone nowadays. But hey, you know, I, I don't know. I know, I know, I'm digressing. But anyway, you know, I, I I read it all and I got through it, but I can't really say that I, I was a big fan. All right, thanks. Yeah, I'd have to agree. This was my book choice, even, and I just thought it was okay. Um, it was short, but it seemed long when I was reading it. It seemed like forever to, for them to, like, wrap up the resolution of the crime. I'm curious to see if you guys thought all along that Devin did it, because my first thought was that she did it, and then I thought that maybe Eric had done it. 
And I still, um, I'm not sure how Eric found out that Devin did it. And if either of you remember how she, how he found that out and started covering up for her, I'd be interested. I also had my suspicions that Eric was having an affair with maybe one of the other women, mothers of one of the other gymnasts, maybe Gwen, for instance, whom I despised. Um, talked, she was the pushy mother you were talking about, um, Alan. Her daughter clearly wasn't that interested, and she treated her like that was her only value. Yeah, I mean, this book, it was an interesting read because some of it I thought was really interesting, and some of it I wasn't that engrossed in. So I kind of like the subject matter of gymnastics. I think that's an interesting setting, and just the whole idea about being such a young person and giving up really your childhood just to be so focused on on this particular ambition. And I was wondering, you know, is there any benefit to that? Is there some lifelong benefit that you would have as an adult sacrificing your childhood but having such an intense focus on this particular goal? Um, It's one thing, I think, to be ambitious as an adult. I don't know with children necessarily what the long-term benefit is, but maybe maybe you just become a very disciplined person. Um, I wasn't really sure. Um, I had kind of a, like a weird feeling when I was reading this book because I was thinking about my own family growing up and about other families that I know and how parents deal with children. And, you know, not being a parent myself... I guess it's hard for me sometimes to to understand, but I think that often what I've noticed is that parents seem to love their children equally, but I don't know that they always do for their children equally. And it seems to me that some families do for the child that they sense is gifted, and then other families focus on the child that they think is the neediest. in my family growing up, I'm one of four children. Definitely the focus was on the child that was the neediest, not the child that was the, the more, more, most gifted child. And I did worry a lot for Drew in this story. I mean, he had scarlet fever, and his mom was running out to go meet the coach to discuss things. And I just I felt like very much that he was a neglected child, um, that they weren't really paying attention, and the family was just sacrificing everything for Devin, and although I didn't really think that Katie and Eric were particularly well united as as parents, they didn't always seem to know what was going on. Um, I did wonder also about the diary, because when I was younger, I did used to keep a diary, (laughs) and I I don't think my mom ever snooped in my diary, but I did kind of think to myself, you know, I don't know, I I, sort of had mixed feelings about it, I mean, because they just seemed to have no idea what was really going on with their daughter, and how were they going to find out about it, but it, you know, it does seem like a violation of privacy, so I don't know, I I had really, really mixed feelings about this book overall. Yeah, you know, the older I've gotten, I guess I'm to the point now where I think parents loving their kids equally is is more the exception than it is the rule. But, I mean, I I could be wrong. I I fortunately came from a family where I I think my parents really tried hard, you know, you know. You know, well, my my middle brother is just he's just he's just a cut up and a clown, and he's just a lot of fun. So, 
if any of them were liked, any of us was liked best, it would have been him. But my parents always worked real hard to try to, you know, make everybody feel, you know, at least equal and stuff. But I think there's a lot of families that that's not the case, though. And uh, uh, and back back to the whole sports things with kids and stuff. You know, we we've got to be a, a adults a long time if we if we live, you know, normal lifespan and stuff. I just think it's important for kids just to to have kid time and just you know and, and enjoy childhood and stuff. So, uh, I mean, this I mean, Devin was obviously different, and she her character was obviously just very focused and stuff. But uh, and and again, it didn't seem as if her parents were pushing her into doing all this stuff. But boy, I, I really think it, it it's important to you know for, for I mean, the parents are the ones that are that are leading the way and and hopefully showing the child, you know the important stuff that hopefully they'll take a stand and say, yeah, we look, you need to relax and enjoy life some too as a child. But, uh, I, I guess part of my problem with the book was it just, it, it, it spent an inordinate amount of time before you knew how the death of, of, uh, Ryan was going to enter into things talking about him dying later in the book and stuff. I don't know. It just it seemed like the first third of the book kept talking about that before it really established what the plot was and stuff. And, I, you know, I, I had a real hard time with that. I, 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 that. That just didn't seem to flow right to me. And, uh, uh, you know, and th- that was part of the reason uh, it was hard to get, you know, to like it and stuff, I thought. But uh, and she tried to mix in, I guess, the stuff with the, with the with the coach and you know and Haley and stuff, but uh, uh, I I I don't know. It just it, it, it I just had a hard time with it because I <laughs> I just really didn't like any of those people, and I really didn't like the. I mean, in the end, it just seemed like Devin, and she decided to run the guy down. It sounded like to me. I I, I don't know why she thought. I, I, I guess the the author was trying to to say that. I guess her dad making all those comments about how sex would ruin your your athletic career and stuff. Maybe that that's why she thought she needed to do that. But uh, uh, I I don't know. I just uh, I got the distinct impression that she deliberately ran the ran the boy over and stuff, which just seemed like totally uh, uh, really made me not like her. Yeah, I didn't like Devin either. At the end, I thought the author was trying to say, here we have a little psychopath here. I think Devin listed a couple of things that she would never admit to or some dramatic thing at the end. I got the impression she ran him over on purpose too, and I don't understand why either, Um, unless she felt he was becoming too possessive, but I didn't get that impression either. So clearly, unless Michelle picked on something picked up on something that we're missing, the author didn't do a good job of giving us her motivation. Well, you know, I don't I don't feel like I really understood Devin all that well as a character. I mean, she was really, really motivated person, but I, I didn't really understand why. Um, and the parents, I thought, were, were just trying to um, not live through Devin, but I, I thought what they were trying to do was they were just trying to they thought that Devin had this gift and that she really was driven to do something and they just wanted to support her. So the thing that left a bad taste in my mouth about this book was the whole adult men interested in these kind of prepubescent girls. That that really bothered me. Like that grown man, Ryan, sleeping with um, Haley, 
not Haley, sleeping with um, Devin, you know, even before Devin menstruated. And then there was that other girl who was talking about, I think her name was Lindsay, and she was also very young, and she was talking about how somebody in the school, one of the people that worked in the school, was going to show her around the school when she was in high school, but she was too young now, and there was that kind of like creepy vibe that I didn't particularly love in this story. I found it really, really unpleasant. Um, So, I mean, it, it was okay, um, the book, I mean, I, I managed, you know, I got through it. It wasn't like, oh, I won't get through it. But um, the whole thing with, with Ryan, I thought, you know, she's a young girl. She's having sexual relations with this guy. I just thought she was all mixed up. I mean, she was just kind of like, you know, she was just young. She was in over her head. She was supposed to be focusing on the, on the gymnastics, but she never got a break from it. She didn't have anybody to talk to about all this. So I just thought she kind of snapped a little bit, and she just, uh, you know, she, she just kind of went out looking for him. Maybe it was an accident. Maybe it wasn't intentional. I, I, I just didn't know, really. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought up that point. That, that was another problem I had with me. Now, I realize it's been a long time since I've been, been a teenager and stuff. But, I mean, Ryan was like 25 years old, and she was like 16. And I know, you know, hormones are driving the bus a lot at that age. But she was like a 16 that – she struck me as being a, a 16 that was always – doing athletic stuff so I, you know i just had a hard time buying into the fact that the uh uh you know that that she would have been i, I don't know I just, I just had a hard time believing the whole it's kind of like the, she, she, the author said well we gotta you know this guy's gotta die and we gotta you know gotta have the you know make it interesting to what happened so i've got to have them be involved in a sexual relationship and it 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 just seemed like i had a hard time working for me it just it just didn't really seem like it fit uh uh and, and granted like i say i i know i'm i'm far removed from then but i mean he was like like he was 25 and she was 16 and stuff i mean that that's like light years apart at, at that age and uh you know it it just uh it just just didn't didn't seem like it it, it worked for me well, man, when I was 16, I was always interested in guys in their 20s, but luckily no one ever took advantage of that. So that didn't surprise me. Although with Devin's personality, the way she was portrayed, she was so focused on her gymnastic career, it didn't fit that she would be drinking and, and stuff with this guy. Although I must say everybody in this book drank a lot, too, at every party they were at. It was also creepy that they implied that Katie had a thing for Ryan, too, or at least was attracted to him. I found that kind of creepy, too. So all in all, it it didn't fit. And I still don't know how Eric found out that Devin did hit him in order to cover things up. I thought that when um, Devin went to that girl's house, the one who the mother was part of the booster club, I thought she told Eric about what happened. That that was my impression. Maybe I'm not remembering it right, so that's how he found out. And the mother found out because she was busy snooping and, you know, getting all these kind of clues. She got the gymnastics uniform from Ryan's mother. 
um, and she found the receipts in Eric's shredder. I, I didn't even realize you could go through the shredder and find receipts. Apparently, you can you can find parts of receipts and whatever. And, and so she seemed to be destroying whatever evidence she could come in contact with. It just seemed to me like this was a family that um, nobody was really communicating well, and the daughter didn't feel comfortable to talk to her parents about things, which is, you know, it's not unusual to be that age and not feel comfortable to talk to your parents, but it kind of bothered me that she had really nobody to talk to. I was very confused about the the whole storyline where Haley was supposedly sending email messages to Devin, but then we found out that Haley wasn't sending email messages because she only found out about Devin when she went to the jewelry store because Ryan was supposed to propose to her, but instead he made up some necklace for for Devin. So that that completely confused me, you know, totally. So, um, you know, it was it was an okay book. Um, I really liked Drew. He was definitely my favorite character. He was—he seemed like a nice kid. He was interested in science. <laughs> I don't know. I worried about him the most in this story. Yeah, thanks for bringing, bringing that up about the shredder. I was wondering if I was the only one that thought about it. I was thinking when I read the book, I thought, you know, if they spend any kind of money on that shredder, they got taken advantage of. Because any ones that I've ever had, even the ones that run in the house, do a, do enough of a job that you can't you can't read names and addresses and stuff like that on the pieces that are left over because I mean it's it's tiny little pieces and stuff so I thought I thought that was I thought that was kind of interesting and then uh, and, and Sherry you know now I can understand maybe a a sixteen year old girl being attracted to a a, a twenty five year old guy I, I had a harder time going the other direction though uh, and, and and but you know she was so I, I guess. The, the thing that I had a hard time with her and, and Ryan was the fact that she was so caught up in the whole gymnastics thing and the whole, you know, she was so focused on that. Uh, I just, uh, it just, it just, it just didn't seem to work for me. But I did like, I did like Drew though. And I, and I liked the way the, the author kind of gave him that little lisp and stuff. He just, uh, he, he was the only character that really seemed real to me and they just, it really seemed to have a, a personality and, uh, I, I worried about those shrimp a bunch. I know that he was trying to do that science experiment on. Yeah. I, I think uh, Drew is my favorite character too easily. Um, I think I did kind of like Haley too. I felt sorry for her. I mean, everybody was going to throw her under the bus. I thought it was nice that her, I think it was the coach was her uncle, not her dad, and his wife were standing by her, which was really nice because it sounds like she had a troubled past. And I kind of liked Katie until at the end when she realized that Devin or Eric had hit Ryan and she was willing to throw Haley under the bus just to save her daughter. I thought that was pretty crappy too. Um, what else was I going to say? I forgot. Uh yeah, I agree. I think what made the sexual relationship unrealistic to me wasn't so much the age difference as the fact that Devin was so focused, I wouldn't have thought she would have taken time out to do that. And I don't know if she, you know, who knows what was going on. The author clearly didn't do a good job of explaining it. I thought when they had a sexual relationship, Devin was like 12 or 13 because didn't she... Didn't she write in her diary that she she had blood and her mother thought it was because she got her period, but then she discovered that she had all these boxes of tampons in 
in her under her mattress or something like that. So I thought she was a lot younger than 16. Um, and the other way, I, I find that really interesting because, you know, when you're a young woman, it's been a long time since I'm a young woman, but... You know, a lot of times, like if you're in your 20s or something like that, you might get, like, a lot of attention from men who are considerably older than you, you know, because they like to talk to younger women. So I can kind of see it the other way around. I mean, my sense of Ryan was he was, like, either he was very charismatic or he was very good-looking or something, and, like, all the women just liked him. So I can see somebody who's in their 40s, you know, looking at this guy who's 25 and thinking, oh, you know, he's really attractive. I mean, I don't think she thinks that he's going to go off with her. But I could see her, you know, kind of wanting to flirt with him or something like that. Because, you know, men, the other way around, they do it all the time. That, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I found it more believable that Ryan might have been interested in, in, in Katie than, than than with Devin. Because, I mean, Katie was described also as having a, a, you know, a somewhat voluptuous body, it sounded like. And she just, I mean, she was obviously a mature woman and, you know, uh, you know, uh, was you know, was sexually experienced, and you know, whereas, you know, Devin struck me more, and like you say, I think it may have been a little bit earlier. I know she was 16 at the end of the book, so I got I got a little confused with the timeline too, because it jumped around with the time too. So it, it was a little confusing about how old she was at, at, at which specific parts, but uh, yeah, and uh, I, 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 I'm like Sherry though. I think that the author kind of uh, touched on a lot of this stuff and then didn't do it. Do such a hot job of, of of bringing it all together and, and explaining this and that and uh, keeping it interesting. This is a pretty popular author too. I, I would have expected more. Um, I noticed that with Drew, she had these things about Drew's dreams, and I didn't know if she was trying to say he was psychic or he was hearing Devin and and they just told him it was a dream. I didn't think that was well written either. There were a couple times where. He clearly knew Devin was up to something and they were just poo-pooing it. But then there were other times where his dreams seemed to be portrayed as something psychic, which didn't fit in at all and didn't go anywhere. Yeah, the the, the, the dream stuff I, I found real confusing, too. I mean, obviously, uh, uh, part of what they thought were his dreams and stuff were stuff that he had actually seen Devin do and stuff, and they just... They they just didn't know enough about what was going on in their daughter's life to to, to know she was like driving the car and stuff. But I mean, I mean, when when he obviously when he was saying things about her flying and stuff, that that, that seemed to be pretty clear cut to be a dream. But uh, 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 yeah, it, it it was just kind of muddled. Well, it sounds like we're all in agreement on this book. It was just like, eh, nothing great. Yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, kind of sums it up for me. Yeah, so. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I like hearing y- y- y'all talk and stuff, and it's, it's good to, to hear that we we, we kind of had a meeting of the minds. But uh, 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 like I say, I, I, I still try to finish most of the stuff that I I start. Now, you know, I was able to get through this, but I, I can't say it was a it was a pleasurable journey. The same sky, and it's by Amanda Ward, W A R D, and the DB number is eight zero nine two one. This was Michelle's pick. I just finished it this week, and it's it's really good. I'll let her tell you what it's about. Yes. Um, it's seven hours, 15 minutes, so it's not a long book. Um, this was actually a book that, that has stayed in my mind. You know, often I read a lot, and a lot of times, you know, I read it, and then like a week later I'm like, what was that book about? But this book, the characters actually stayed in my mind. Um, 
there's two storylines. There's um, Alice, who uh, is married, but she's not able to have a child. Um, and her and her husband run a barbecue restaurant in Austin, Texas. And then the other storyline, which is really, really a moving storyline, is about a young girl, Carla, who comes from Honduras, and she's separated from her mother, who's in Texas. And she travels from Honduras by herself to, to be reunited with her mother. And it's a pretty harrowing trip. And it deals a lot with the topic of illegal immigration, which is pretty timely for, for what's going on now in, in the news. And I thought it was terrific. I thought it was well-read. Um, it moves along. There are some pretty sad parts to it, um, but there's some parts I thought that were really, really uh, beautiful um, in the book. So hopefully, Alan, you'll, you'll try it and you'll like it. It 